Exactly. Cool. Cool. If you want to introduce yeah, yourself. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, welcome, to, uh, welcome to I Went to Film School, the podcast about uh, film school and life after film school. Uh, we're joined today by our guest, Lemmy Baker. Hi. Lemmy, hey, Lemmy so how's it going? You, uh, oh, okay. It's yeah. going... Awesome, Lemmy. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Sorry. I was, as you can tell, uh, we're using hey. Zoom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we like to talk over each other awkwardly and then pause for 30 seconds. Zoom way. Sorry, let me uh, didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's fine. Everything's pretty cool on my end. How about you guys? Pretty good. So let me you were um you did a screenwriting. You were not my screenwriting program at York University. Yes. But you didn't start in screenwriting, did you? You started in a different program? Yeah, that's right. Um I started oh gosh, back in 2011 I started my um my university journey and I uh, enrolled as a religious studies major. Hmm. So at York? Yeah. How long were you, how long did you do study religious studies for? Um, from, from, uh, I think until 2015 officially, but I took a, I took a year off in 2013. So I, I always, I studied it for three and a half years instead of four. Cause I took the like half semester of 2013 off. Um, but when I met you guys, that was in 2015, I remember. Um, yeah. So when I was in second year in the short film writing course with Howie, right? Right. Yeah. So I was in that class because I had been trying to, um, transfer for a couple of years. And then they always were kind of roadblocking me because as York does, <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, they kind of were like, okay, well, we'll let you take some film classes and if you can, you know have some good grades then we'll consider you know transferring you over and so um I remember in 2014 I took intro to screenwriting so it was a first year class with Amnon pardon were you with Amnon no I had some female teacher I can't remember her name at all she's very yeah that's Yeah, I know exactly you're talking about. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's her. <laughs> um, so keep yeah. going. Did you take a, that class too? or? Well, in my first year, did yeah. you take your screenwriting in first semester or second semester? Um, First semester. So did you have, because like I, hmm. so did you start with Amnon? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just about to say. So like when I took intro to screenwriting, we started with Amnon and Bookbinder and he was only there for, I think, a month in our first assignment and then he had to leave he'd go on medical leave again so then she came in and she took over for the rest of the course no i didn't meet amnon until when we were like in class together okay um right so yeah i had that class with that lady and then i didn't get into film that year but they're okay we'll give you another class and then they just kept pushing me into classes that were like higher so um I took a first year class and then the next year, 2015, they gave me a second year class and that was Howie's class. But I was, I still wasn't like an official screenwriting student until like officially 2016. Huh. So, hmm. Did they, okay, that's fair. So like when I was in third year then, so like when you entered the feature screenwriting course with Howie, yeah. then, then you were a screenwriting major. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, four years later and now I'm completely done school. So. <laughs> <laughs> so like all in all it was like nine years <laughs> it's not like york university is just like yo we can we can still get tuition money out of her let's just keep exactly. <laughs> i was her cash cow i was her cash cow for nine years 
I didn't know it was that long. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. But no, it's funny. I laugh at it now. Yeah. But, but I, was, I, didn't you were, I didn't know you did religious studies before because I knew you did yeah. a different degree before screenwriting, but I didn't yeah. know it was religious studies. Yeah, I did that. Um, yeah, I was interested in like the history of it and um, just, uh, I mean, everyone asked me like, oh, did you want to be a priest? And I was like, no, like that wasn't it at all. I just liked them, um, which is such a strange thing to ask, but um, yeah. I just liked learning. <laughs> Like the history. I'm pretty sure a religious studies degree doesn't make you a priest. No, I don't think you need to go to school to be a priest. But, (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah. So I mean, in a weird way, it kind of helped me. Um, Yeah, of course. I mean, that's how I see it. Like in hindsight, at the time, it was just annoying. Um, But now I see like the benefits of it. how did you, so what made you want to like go into screenwriting, like at York specifically? Like, did you like hear about the courses? Did you become interested in writing for film and television or, I mean, obviously. Um, not really. I didn't know that York was the only school that had like, at least in Toronto that I know of, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that has like, um, like a degree specifically for screenwriting. No, I think you're right. I think it's the only one in like, I think it's the only one in Canada that definitely has like a bachelor's for it anyway. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that, that I didn't know anything about. I just, like I've always been writing, um, but I didn't know it was like a viable career option until Is it? like, <laughs> until the, like by the time I like had already dug my heels into religious studies, I didn't know much about that. I just was like, okay, well, this is making me very unhappy. Um, how do I get out of this? Um, and like, I think honestly, after my first year, like uh, shortly after my first year, I was trying to switch into film. Okay, fair. So it just took me thinking, like. Were you always thinking of screenwriting when you said switch into film, or just like production, or? Well, first I thought I would do creative writing, like English. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, you know what? No, I actually the film aspect was really what I wanted to go after um also i mean i'm gonna out myself right now but i was really obsessed with um the show maybe you've heard of it supernatural at the time yes and- yes <laughs> oh my god i'm oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and so i was like i got obsessed i wanted to learn all about like eric Kripke and ben edland and sarah gamble and so i kind of went into this little hole and i wanted to just be like them so that's kind of how i went there that's fair now it's like <laughs> i only watched the first season of supernatural but it just ended didn't it yeah after 15 years yeah, yeah like Jesus Christ. It's five. my god yeah, yeah it's a it's, it's a real on. network tv saga that supernatural has been on like what a crazy journey um really really truly thanks moss <laughs> you sound like a kid doing a book report who didn't read the book no no <laughs> I, I okay no no actually I'm a, crazy journey. We've, been, we've been a lot of places in the past couple of years. And no, this, is a, no, this is a safe space. You can speak whatever you want to say. I, um, I just I, remember my only natural was watching the first season, and then when I was nine, I like stayed up too late and caught one of their first season episodes like on TV and scared the living shit out of myself. What's a Bloody Mary? No, it was the one with the kid who drowns or something. The bullies accidentally oh, drown. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I, I have it. like an. Ins- knowledge of seasons one to five <laughs> anything after that i'm kind of yeah my girlfriend is super into it too but she stopped watching it like season 13 or something sounds about right yeah. <laughs> i only kind of poke my head back in for closure so that's fair like, i stopped watching it um i think around season eight okay and did I, you like the finale 
N- no, but I don't think we have the time for me to break down. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't want, like, Eric Kripke to, like, find me talk sh- talking shit about it, and then, like, he won't hire me. So. <laughs> That's fair. I'm always afraid of, like, yeah, like, part of me is, like, always afraid to, like, shit talk Marvel, because, like, one day I'll be begging, hopefully begging Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> what would you shit talk, Zach? I mean. Just, just roughly describe. I would, my least favorite Marvel movie, and I'll leave it at that, because I could go on for a while, is Doctor Strange. Okay, I, I agree with you with that. Yeah. I like really don't like. Oh, wait, that. I have a quick, like, quick question: Are we including the Hulk? Or are we compa- are we like pretending it never happened? You know, I've never seen the 2008 Hulk. Okay. So I guess I can't say. Maybe that. Maybe I would change my opinion had I seen it. <laughs> but just no part of me wants to sit down and watch this hour and a half Edward Norton movie. And like, That's no disrespect fair. to Edward Norton. Edward Norton's phenomenal, but I've heard the Hulk mm-hmm. movie isn't great, and I'm like, I feel like having watched all of them now, I'm like, I don't think I've missed anything by not seeing the first Hulk. Because there was never another one, so I feel like that's not a good sign. I feel like the Marvel Studios wants us to think that there wasn't a Hulk movie because they never <laughs> reference it, and they really rep on it a lot too. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Feige once shit talked the Hulk, or someone big at Marvel once shit talked the Hulk in an article as like a side comment. They were like, "Yeah, I think it's a release good movie or something like that." <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think that was in an interview or something with. Uh, it wasn't uh, Marcus and McFeely, the writers of. Uh, anyway, I, I don't. I, I, don't quote me Probably on that. Probably one of the someone big at Marvel. Marcus and McFeely are pretty big there. They're, they're like the equivalent for the Russo almost. They've kind of like shipped all the really great like um, Marvel movies. Like, I think they've mm-hmm. written every Captain America movie. This yeah. is my Marvel go- my goggles coming on right now. Sorry, they did every <laughs> they've written every Captain America movie, and I think even um, every Avengers movie after Joss Whedon did them. Mm-hmm. So Joss yeah. wrote like Avengers one and two, and I think after they realized like how great winter soldier was they hired them and like the russos to do everything else <laughs> yeah. so um they just went like non-stop too apparently on the set of civil war they were writing the giant treatments for infinity war right yeah they were oh wow They're, yeah um, i remember i read you probably read this article too let me but it, there's this giant new york term new york times article where like someone just asked the marcus mcfeely basically did like a tell-all for Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, in which they talked about like why they did what they did for all these things. And like the reason, like I remember my most memorable thing is like the reason Captain Marvel was hardly in Endgame is because when they were shooting her scenes and writing her scenes, her movie hadn't even been written yet. That is correct. <laughs> they oh, wow. hadn't even figured out what her look would be like. They haven't even I don't, don't even think they had a full script for um Captain Marvel yet. No, yeah. Because I remember huh. like going into Endgame, I thought Captain Marvel was gonna have this huge fucking roll going up in the first 10 minutes in the last yeah i always thought it was because she would just fix everything so so quickly right yeah kind of like in x-men movies how they always have to you know have something happen to professor x have you noticed that because if he's in there like the movie would be done in 10 minutes so something they always have to like incapacitate him in some sort of way um yeah like their deus ex machina yeah (laughs) you know i didn't know what that meant until like a month ago (laughs) Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know what it meant until I watched the movie Ex Machina. Yeah, I was like complaining about a script I've been writing, and I was like, because, um, like, long story short, a friend of mine, I'm always just, she's like, well, what's the reason behind this? I'm like, because I said so. Like, because I, <laughs> I'm writing it, and I said so. I don't have to have an answer. And she's quoted that. 
I was like, what did you call me? Like, what did you <laughs> Don't throw logic in my face. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't throw Latin in my face. <laughs> but no, it's horrible. Yeah. So to steer us back a little bit back to film school. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> from like your experience with like your screenwriting courses, as well as they made you take, they made you take other film studies courses as well, right? Like Canadian cinema modernity and all that whatnot. I had film art, which was horrific. But yes, I took that <laughs> last year. Did you? Can oh, you I'm sorry, Zach. Can you believe that? In my fourth, 600th year, they made me take a first year course. <laughs> take wow. 400. So I have a question. Did you, first off, who taught film art for you? I need to know. Um, some guy, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. Mike. Oh, Michael, Michael something. Hmm? No, wait, Moss, who is, who, sorry. Uh, Moss, probably Mike's Rid, right? That's Rid? it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Moss is, has encyclopedic knowledge of all the faculty at York. <laughs> okay, he is faculty at York. Not, not, not all the production faculty. I still, I still end up, like I didn't know Matt Johnson was working at York for until like very recently. So, but like, like what the heck? I don't even know if he's he still there. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not. I don't know what they're doing there. Sorry. Anyway, uh, but uh, <laughs> I have a question though for film art. Did they make you? Did you have to do film art and then the television studies course, which was like a one a one semester course? um no from what i remember it was just the film art class from october, okay. i think september until was it a full year hmm? was it it was a full year though wasn't it film yeah art? but then covid happened and so right right so i had to do all my um i think i remember for if i remember correctly they kind of shut down all the school like the exam prep around like end of february mm-hmm. okay that makes sense so i did that final exam like open book in my bedroom oh so. damn that sounds nice nice i, I remember that my- they still did the exam though <laughs> what hmm? they still but they still made you do the exam for film art uh-huh. yeah because when i took film art and moss will remember this too we in 2014 to 15 that was when the big strike happened towards the end of the year <laughs> yeah. and they didn't yeah. make us take the exam they were just like fuck it your essay is gonna count for more marks now yeah you know what that is that's actually kind of strange that you, you bring that up but um, I think for I think for film art they didn't that wasn't an option. Um, I know I had a horror class I took, um, which I found out later that I did not have to take. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! So that was annoying. Um, was it with Susie Young? Yeah, it was with Susie Young. Yeah, yep. we're... <laughs> funny story, real quick about Susie. Young. Yeah. Yes, I said her name. I don't care. I have beef with her. Um, I remember talking to Julian Julian Hoffman our mutual friend and yep. I was you know we're still really good friends um and I just remember texting him being like this freaking prof is pissing me off I didn't even say a name I just said there's a prof that's really annoying and all the students are coming together to like kind of boycott our our um, exam that we did that she kind of she didn't fail everybody but she kind of failed everybody <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. yes and he was like, oh, Susie Young? And I was like, how do you know that? And he's like, oh, I, apparently he took her friggin', uh, who's that a Canadian director? Um, oh, David Cronenberg, oh, 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 the Cronenberg cinema yeah. class. Yeah, I guess Julian took that. And so he also did not like her very much. Yeah, um, I've, I've taken that, that class as well. Yeah, how was it? Uh, Susie's in, she's a... <laughs> She's a well-respected colleague who at times has made decisions that I've disagreed with, like publicly, like in her lectures. So 
anyway, but that, but you know what? I actually I've come around. She's I I like her, but but totally. F- please go on. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna kick it to me, right? Um, I, <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I will, I will I will piggyback on that, and I I have had open disagreements with her in class. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm so old compared to the, it was like a second year. No, it was a third year class. So everyone there was like 20. And I was 26. So I was like, you know what? I have nothing to fear. (laughs) I have taken humanities for three and a half years. I don't fear anything anymore. Um, (laughs) And I would like vocally be like, what are you talking about? And um, yeah, but she she seemed like a nice lady. Yeah, yeah. She shouldn't be teaching. (laughs) Yeah, I would like, that's like a good, that's like a way to sum it up in a nutshell. I think like, (laughs) I've only had one course with Susie, but I have like, I almost took the Cronenberg course, but two weeks in, I was, I just kind of, I just, I dropped it because I was taking too many courses as it was. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Susie is like very smart in her field. I think her academic writing is brilliant. I think she deserves all like the academic credentials she has, like no doubt. I think maybe like, yeah, maybe like she could design like, not even sure how to word this i think maybe she could like write courses and come up with the, with the um the syllabi for courses i think so too that's a good i, I agree with that but teaching them <laughs> is not exactly <laughs> and i'm trying to be as like nice as i can with that like i i only took one course with her diplomatic? who are you i don't recognize you right like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be so professional because because like boss i don't think we need to beep the name for Susie young no I mean, no 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 yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think that we haven't um, said anything horrible. Like, no, no. I mean, like, um, and it's all fair. Like, no, th- these are these are people who we pay a lot of money to get education from. They are open to criticism. Um, exactly. So, um, but also at the same time, it's just fun because, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll just say that, like, getting to know Susie Young, because it, when I took her social practice course and Zach was there with me, um. I, I also was like literally like holding my head up like what what are you what like there was this times where like I was just like how but um what was funny was later on like I took her Cronenberg cinema class and I, I enjoyed that more and then I took in grad school I took her feminism class which was again like a really loose syllabus but you could kind of tell that like that was a class where like the students were kind of ready to like teach themselves a little bit anyway but I was just thinking like, she's here she's fine but like for undergrads who need a lot of like direction, I think uh, initially she, she could use some refinement in her, <laughs> in her techniques. But yeah, I I'll leave it at the, that. Um, not to be a dead horse, but like the last thing I'll put a period after the sentence is that I feel like she needs. I think she'd do better in a situation where she's not, you know, confronted with with students who are going to challenge her. You know, like the minute you mm-hmm. just challenge an idea, she takes it so personally. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to put a period at the end of that sentence. She's a great lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, <laughs> again, I have, again, I think she's smart. I think she's a genius in her areas and whatnot. Just, you know, maybe let someone else teach the courses. Probably. Um, anyway, but also what I was going to ask is that like, so do you have any, so like from your experience with these screenwriting courses and all your other film studies courses, um do you have any like big takeaways that like you learned that were really helpful with your craft in terms of writing or filmmaking or networking or anything like that and like going off that are there any like things you learned you think that either aren't true from film school or that you think like 
weren't as necessary to be taught as like they were, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Um, I think I'll answer your second question first. Um, I found that um, they kind of beat over our heads and I'll say ours because we like you were always in my class since I was in there. So we were always basically in the same room being taught the same things. And I feel like they always kind of beat down formatting to us yeah when you're like putting together scripts um and what i found is that when i've done my own research looking up actual like scripts that have been produced from like movies that formatting is not as rigid as they were kind of telling us to do it like i'm not sure there's something i always kind of remember i think it was um how he said this who i love (laughs) um he was always kind of like you know scripts are a blueprint and you know you can't write down what characters are thinking you know because how would we know from a thing and i'm like and then i'm looking at all these scripts and all these i was looking at the gone girl script recently and it'd be like nick thinks this you know and i was just like people write whatever the fuck they want yeah or even if you look at um what's his name like watiti's scripts it's just like rambling you know it's just like yeah and it's brilliant you know but they really put that over, um, I think, my head when I was learning everything. And it kind of, you know, handcuffed me to certain um, ideas. So once I kind of, uh, like, did my own kind of research and my own, like, reconnaissance on that, I find writing so much easier. Just let it flow out and start, like, stop, you know, being, stop, start, stop, start. You know, why, the, you know, without making any sense. No, you're making complete sense. Mm-hmm. I still do it. I still have a bad habit when I, like, write scripts being very mechanical with my descriptions. Mm-hmm. And not like, not like putting personality into it. Because again, I'm going off that like, this is all like, they just need to know like that XYZ is in this room and then he's going to take this item. and Exactly. And like going, I remember I was talking about that with a friend, Brayden, who was on the podcast like a while, like not long ago. And uh, when he, he took, he was in our screenwriting program like a couple of, like years below us. So like he just finished like this past year. But in, a, but in like his third year when he was doing, when he was doing this television course, that was when like Chernobyl was coming out. Mm-hmm. So they took a look at some of the Chernobyl scripts because uh, Craig Mazin put them up online. And when they were reading some part of it in class, a student said like, oh, like I didn't know, I forget what the example was, but she said, I didn't know we could describe this in the script. And yet I see him doing it in Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. And like, Braden then started to point out to me that he realized like how many, a lot of screenwriting students, and like, I'm very guilty of this myself, don't read enough scripts that were like written in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. And like, he came up with the idea, and I think this is a good idea as well, that like screenwriting courses should assign that like you have to re- every like every week, like if it's a, maybe not you have to read a feature screenplay every week, like every week try to read like a, a part of a script that was written in the last couple of years. Because like you said, like reading Taika Waititi's or Craig Mason's or some script you can get your hands on, they show you more like what you can do in the action and whatnot and how like also formatting everyone does whatever they want apparently. Right. Yeah, I even remember when we were looking at the script, uh, the script for Room. Um, the one with Brie Larson and stuff. And I remember, you know, you know, Howie being like, I think like the script had like just blocks, just blocks of yeah. like descriptive dialogue. And then, you know how they did, oh, act one has to go until page 20, blah, blah, blah. And then act <laughs> two starts at page 30 or whatever. Yeah. And that script, like the first act was extremely long. Yeah. It, and I think one, one of us were kind of like, uh, question mark like this is the complete opposite of what you've been you know giving us low b's on when we you know when we hand in our stuff and yeah. he was like yeah well you know this is an exception and it's just like <laughs> wow <laughs> <I go> <laughs> it's like 
it's why so is it an exception because it's you know a critically acclaimed script you know um is that why it's you know an exception but let's say yeah. handed in a script that you know act two didn't start until page 50 would you have given me that sort of leniency that's how i kind of look back on things yeah exactly like no like if we had tried that shade, i'm just like that's just kind of how i see it yeah no exactly and again i this is yeah i feel what i mean like there's no criticism against howie like no 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 it's just like yeah no i completely agree with you there that's interesting yeah and yeah do you find, do you read a lot of scripts like these days um yeah i on my phone i have i like i read a lot of just stuff on my phone but i have of course because julian sent me the adventures endgame script because just because uh, is it out there oh yes it's out there because it was nominated because they tried to get it for the oscars yeah 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 right wow which is bizarre but yeah so i have that one i have the get out script um what else do i have i have uh thor ragnarok <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um what else do i have i have did i go to release that he released the thor, thor ragnarok script i mean i have it but i, I, I guess he released it somehow <laughs> um what else do yeah, i have um and i have like there's a bunch of um um brian fuller who you know did pushing daisies and hannibal and all that stuff um his website living dead guy he has all his scripts from everything just wow, up there. so if you whenever i i feel stuck i'll just look and i'll be like it kind of gives me um yeah like a kick i guess so that's a good call i haven't i've not been reading enough scripts recently i'm like bad at that i'm usually like the, oh i'll just watch the movie or tv show but it is different I'm like, do you find that as like as a fellow screenwriter as well that you can't watch tv shows the same anymore or movies the same yeah yes and no like if i'm really tired and i've seen the movie a million times yes but if it's a new tv show i do find myself like and this and like maybe this is just me, but I always find myself trying to guess exactly what's going to happen. Or I'm thinking like, Oh, because, because they planted this seed, but that's going to come back later. And like, whether or not it does, like, I don't get upset if it does or it doesn't. Sometimes a little happy if I've been able to fix something, if it does, but yeah, in that sense, I kind of find myself watching them differently and not being able to turn that part of my brain off. Mm Do you experience that? Or what do you find was different when you watch TV or movies? Um, I, 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 I think for me, um, when it's a movie that I really love, um, I will always just like try and picture it. Like, what, what did the script look like? So, okay, sure. um, that's pretty much as far as it goes. Yeah, I'll do that too. Sometimes with TV more. I've been watching more TVs than I have movies lately. But uh, I will, yeah, I'll try to do that too. But also, I just find, yeah, more stuff I said before. It's fair. Okay, so then what, what was the takeaway or something you learned in through film or through your screenwriting courses that like you think really helped you? Um, they taught maybe just like like you like table reading or you found that like i guess the thing i i find that i i like utilize a lot is um is why do we care you know that was beat over our head all the time (laughs) um (laughs) i find that a lot when i just when i'm writing myself sometimes i'll be writing things just for my own benefit like like things that i want to see and then i have to sort of like stop myself and be like okay well this ideally hopefully won't just be for me it'd be seen by audiences you know all those things so why should i make them care you know i know why i care Mm. for selfish reasons but (laughs) how should i how can i make other people care about you know this character that i that i feel passionate about or um this sort of um uh, topic or issue you know how can i make that applicable to 
um, viewing that's audiences right. and stuff like that. That's a hard one. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean, but like actually force yourself to be like, oh shit, like, 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 why, <laughs> this care? like why this character is trying to do this. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Have you heard that movie Freak, Freaky that came out or whatever? I've heard of, is it a horror movie or? It's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a slasher comedy. I've seen a trailer for it, but I know nothing else. Yeah, so basically, like, long, I'm not trying to plug this, but, like, <laughs> long story short, it's about, like, it's like a Freaky Friday, but um, this teenage girl gets swapped, switches bodies with a serial killer. Okay. And okay. it sounds, you know, great on paper, but I couldn't stop thinking, like, would Howie like this? Like, I think I've always think about that, like, would he had would he tear this apart if like, one of us handed this in? Cause he would be like, well, why do we care? Why, do, why, you know, why, do, why should we care about this? And, and then sometimes I'm like, do we always have to care? Can't we just write something stupid yeah. and fun and just, you know, good yeah. for the family. I always, cause like whenever I come up with an idea for like a feature or a TV show, it's always, it's never like, I remember, it's not like I come up with like the fucking theme first. It's always come up like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like this is my own shit? Oh, wouldn't it be funny if like a frat pulled off a heist? And then everything yeah. has to like that's just the hook I come up with. And then like over years of writing it, the rest will come. Right. But like whenever and then whenever I talk about these these story hooks to Howie, like offhandly, I'd say like, oh, like isn't like X a good idea? He's like, Yeah, but like like what's the theme? Like, what's this? And like he immediately jumps back. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Can you just be like, do you think this is a neat idea or tell me if this would be interesting at all? Like off yeah that's okay so then i guess that's my other answer is that that's another takeaway is that love him to death but he's in my head every single time i write something um the good and the bad um yeah i just think how he's approval oh yeah always seeking how he's approval (laughs) like die (laughs) (laughs) so uh that's um yeah and like Going off the like, why should we care? Th- Wait, so did you have you seen Freaky or do you just? No, I just heard about it. Um, Does that sound interesting? It sounds great. It's with um Vince Vaughn, I guess. So nice. he's playing with some serial killer. Um, he was in the if, Psycho remake, so good for him. Right. Um, I mean, if <laughs> please don't remind COVID, me, of I that. definitely go watch it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll probably wait until it releases somewhere. Because then I was just thinking, like, the whole why do we care in terms of, like, that's, like, like sometimes, like, something is such a high concept, you can't relate to it. But also, mm-hmm. it's not always a bad thing, necessarily. However, do you have you watched The Good Place? Of course. Have you? I haven't finished the last season, but did you finish the last season? Um, soft, I'll give you a soft yes, <laughs> because I watched, like, the first three seasons, and then I kind of fell off it but then i came back for like the last so i know i watched the finale that's my answer yes <laughs> see, i haven't gone there yet see that's what like that's how i am with, with it as well like i kind of just watch them when they come on netflix usually when they come i like rewatch a couple episodes that have come out before so i can like get myself in the know but i found myself watching i've only seen like the first like three or four episodes of like the last season and i found myself kind of thinking and this also because i read this tweet of this tv writer i follow who said something like this but he was like talking about the good place and he's like at this point it's last season it's such a weird like they're in such a high like unrelatable situation that they're like what they're trying to make this version isn't it that they're trying to make this version of heaven work mm-hmm. while like and it's like the demons and the angels are like making a bet against it so that maya rudolph can decide if this will work or not and people are allowed to go to heaven again and I remember, like, just trying to, like, it's not that I, I like the characters. I still found it funny, but I'm also like, what, like, what, what am I, like, how do I relate to this situation anymore? I know. Well, I think with, like, that one, put my professor hat on it, that show's always about, like, um, 
being a better person and that you can always change. I feel like it's even could be a commentary, but like cancel culture, right? Because you know you have Kristen Wig, Kristen Wig, gosh, Kristen Bell's character, who's like a complete piece of shit, right? And then Mm -hmm. you see her, you know, these people who change who she is. Everyone kind of goes through this like metamorphosis, right? So I think it's you know maybe a little bit of commentary on how. you know, you're, we're not fixed beings. We can only yeah. sort of change, even in heaven, when when things are supposed to be over for us, right? Like there's still time <laughs> for change. Or something. That's just what I think. No, that's a good argument, actually. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. Um, that's that. Like, really sums up. I think a lot of the core themes of of the good place, right there. Good, uh, good commentary on the good place. You're very welcome. That's what I'm here for. Right. <laughs> um. Where were we then? Well, you guys were talking about um, the kind of how when you watch media or I guess TV or stuff, you have that kind of like Howie's film school training almost in the back of your head, kind of like giving you that, like when you're watching it, you're like, oh, you're see, that's cool. Because when I watch stuff, I don't see it like the script. I don't I don't kind of get that script vision like I'm sure you guys do. I'm mostly just all in and like, I don't know, like more more basic stuff like oh i bet that's gonna happen but like that's probably it for me anyway you stole my thing Moss. i get those too sometimes which is a bummer because you want to you know actually i take that back because sometimes um you'll be watching something and there will be sort of clues and to know that you're right isn't like predictable writing it's just good writing Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay, for example of this have you guys watched love lovecraft uh country no. yeah i started i've seen the first two episodes it's yeah it, big fan all right so not to no spoilers but um there is a scene where oh this is gonna sound so muddy but something is hinted and for me i was like oh i think this is gonna happen or this is what it this is what's gonna happen and immediately I was like, no, that's too crazy. They would never do that. And then... I you can say what it is if you want. Like, you can just spoil it. It's okay. Wait, okay. But, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't want it. No, no, no. It's, it's a, no, I don't want it. It's actually such a great surprise that if Moss is hmm. going to watch it, like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, no, I... Okay. I, so, I this, yeah, and the... Sorry, go on. Yeah. A great surprise. I don't want to be like that. No. Anyway, so, yeah, I was like, oh, they, that's too crazy. And then, like, two episodes, two episodes later, I was right. Like, it was... And it was just so good. And it wasn't, it was so satisfying to know that like these writers um, respected the intelligence of their audience to be able to put it together. Like there's a, there's like a thin line between predictability and like spoon feeding an audience versus just cohesive writing with the intent that your audience is going to be clever enough to pick up the pieces that you're dropping off for them. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of shows don't like are it, they find it difficult to find that difference. Um, yeah, like you think some shows like beat audiences over the head with stuff sometimes. Yeah, I'm gonna sneeze. I'm trying to like fight, fight back the sneeze so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel like a lot of shows like not to name any names, but you're like, oh, like you know this is gonna happen. Like they're going to this is gonna happen, and this is this is the culprit, and blah 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 blah. Um, because they're following those tropes so mechanically um and like even another show like hannibal did it so well as well like where in the first episode i'd be like oh like murder murder husbands like they're gonna murder together like it's gonna happen and then three seasons later it happens you know 
mm. um, yeah. because they were building that from the beginning through just good writing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I how, sorry, I just forgot how good Hannibal was. Hannibal was so great. <laughs> I, only remember, I didn't finish it, but I watched the first two seasons and the first half of the third season-ish. But uh, it was so good. I wish Hamilton's like lasted longer. It deserve it deserves like fifteen seasons. It deserved a fourth season, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I don't know. It's good. Sometimes good television doesn't last, and then the really terrible network ones just keep going and going and going. Yeah, Riverdale is gonna Riverdale is gonna be our live action Simpsons. It's just gonna keep going. <laughs> Never gonna hey, end. Hey, don't be mean about Simpsons. That's fair. <laughs> I like I like the Simpsons. Like nowadays, it's not what it was i was just watching a simpsons episode uh a couple days ago it was um was it and i didn't know it was a parody of Re- a rear window oh, oh okay nice Until wait is it the one where bart breaks his leg he or breaks something? his leg and he thinks uh ned killed his wife yeah yeah <laughs> that was my mom was watching rear window in her room and i was like this is so f-. i'm like you know there's a simpsons i was like oh wait <laughs> whatever you realize <laughs> You see, like the original piece, like there's a oh wait, because there's obviously something before it. Oh. Simpsons is always parodying something. I love that. My my story with that is, I remember I was uh, I was showing a friend Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and I don't know if you've seen it, but there's I a haven't, scene. But I heard it's phenomenal. It's great, but there's this doesn't spoil anything. There's a scene where the main character is obsessed with this mountain, and he keeps making the mountain in his mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then the guy I hadn't seen the Simpsons episode. My friend was like, "Oh, like this is where the Simpsons got it from." Because in the episode where Homer really wants to go to clown school, he keeps making the clown school in his mashed potatoes. Oh, man. It's beautiful. It's a circle of life. It is. <laughs> so let me, my next question for you is, so since film school, like, what have you been, what have you been up to? You've been doing, have you, I, I assume you've been writing still, but have you been doing film stuff? What have you, I guess with COVID now, but. You tell us. Oh, COVID. The <sighs> destroyer of worlds. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, aside from finally graduating. Um, congrats. Thank you very much. Yeah, congrats. Um, thank you. <laughs> I um, I found an agent, so that's cool. Um, yeah, mazel tov. Holy shit. Can you, I know. we can beep it out. <laughs> but where, where'd you find representation? Um, it's kind of a weird story. Um, be, like, Long story short, um, work set as a production coordinator, and you know, I guess she mentions me here or there, but nothing serious. And um, I guess they're like, "Well, you're a writer, like, like maybe we could we should meet her or whatever." But nothing really serious happened because they're a production company and they're busy and they have bigger fish to, fish to fry than me. Um, and at the time I was still in school. Right. So. Right. Um, but um, I remember I was going to go watch Joker. So this was like October mm. of 2019. <laughs> and I had a meeting with, um, with one of the people at E1. He read a pilot that I wrote uh, for, do you remember that Canadian, that like screenwriting conference, Toronto screenwriting conference? Uh, yes, yes. Whatever, that thing. So I wrote something for that. He liked it. Um, asked to keep my script. I was like, please, like, do whatever you want with it, right? Like, yeah. have mercy on me. Yeah. And then I didn't hear from him for, like, months because, again, they have other things to worry about. And then um, it was, I think it was January 
of 2020 when he got in contact with me and he was like, oh, I showed this, um, an agent, you're, you're a pilot. She likes, she wants to meet you. I got coffee with her. We hit it off really well. And then um, she signed me in March. So yeah. yeah, so it just kind of just fell, like it just happened. Um, so I've been just trying to, I've been meeting people over the summertime because again, COVID, I couldn't actually go to, you know, offices because everybody yeah. was in lockdown. Mm. So I just met with a bunch of developers over the summer, um, just like casual, friendly meetings. And as of now, I'm just trying to create like a substantial frame of work. Um, yeah, like a portfolio. So it's not just like, okay, well, let me, I don't want to be like put in, you know, well, we can go to Lummy for drama. You know, I want to have a comedy there or right. um, a feature, not just television. Although television is where I predominantly I want to work at for now. Um, so I'm just trying to find time to write this right now. That's good. Wow, that's awesome. Congrats. Which agency? <laughs> Do you mind if I ask? We can, have to, we can beep it out of the podcast if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, it's a, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, a, Oh, I know. Yeah. I only know them because when I worked at, uh, I used to work at a production company made Hallmark Christmas movies and one of the writers we worked with was represented by them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Congrats. Like, muzzle tough. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Hopefully, honestly, I just COVID so effing annoying because, um, I mean, I'm sure it's made roadblocks for you guys as well. Um, mm. in different ways, but the fact that, nothing is being made right now <laughs> like you know like you know all these writers writers rooms are literally being held in people's apartments right now yep. in zoom calls and um, as if they weren't like accessible enough <laughs> yeah exactly and um yeah so that's just it's just a little disheartening you want to you want to be out of school and just hit the ground running you know yeah i miss like um i mean among other i mean a million things have gone off covid but like i was looking forward to the toronto screening conference like because I, I just save up to go every year and yeah. uh, I mean, that got canceled like ages ago. It would have happened like back in like June or May or something. But uh, yeah, because I remember like I've only gone the last two years, but I found it helpful and just like it didn't land me a job. But like I met other people. I found it was people were looking for like was able to network and like meet other writers in opposition. In some case, some people in development. And again, like you said, just like had like random. Co- I remember after both conferences, I would have a couple coffees here and there and just say like hi, like all that stuff, like post conference. Yeah, that's that's literally the core i think of this industry is networking yeah and now be in a room with like a bunch of people yeah it's you know they always say it's who you know literally it's who you know (laughs) (laughs) you can be the best writer ever and no one will doesn't matter yeah unless you know somebody yeah and now we can't even go to the states even if that were not like (laughs) yeah i know that that was another thing like i learned a lot through the meetings i had just like because I they were all developers, right? And I didn't right. realize the role of developer because you know, being in screenwriting, they just talk, tell you about the craft and writing and plot and God forbid they tell you the muffins and all that kind of shit, right? And yeah. they don't really tell you about the stages of development. You know, maybe if I was in a production student, maybe they would teach you that more. Um, but I didn't even know what a developer really was until the summer and how. Again, this this is my sound so naive, but you know, you, you come you come forward with this idea, and I always just assumed that you had this idea. They liked it, and then they would um, push that forward. But you know, 
it, it gets compounded upon because then you recognize let you know someone like me who has no experience, who's a novice, who's green, to write the whole the whole thing. You know, they're gonna match you with a senior writer and then they're gonna, you know, love this idea, but then fix this and literally develop your your brainchild. You yeah. know, and sometimes it becomes something that's completely different than what you originally wrote. Sometimes it's it stays true to it, but there's some tweaks. Like, you know, it just it's literally a development right so um I learned a lot about that I learned also a lot about um just having to tailor your ideas to certain companies um and like for example like I was just talking to someone from another company who does like those Hallmark kind of W network kind of stuff and just having to being told the ingredients that you need to have into an idea you have to sort of bombard it like if you're doing a rom-com you know it has to be seasonal you know make, make a bomb at christmas you know and you're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> because you want to write love story and you know make sure that it has you know feeling and you know that you're staying on topic with the genre and then you realize that there's so much marketing like they're they're working mm-hmm. at a completely other wavelength than a writer is like the, our minds just work at it two different um, yeah. oh, frequencies. Yeah, regarding like those Christmas type MOWs and whatnot, I, I completely hear you. When I worked at that company, I had to sit in. I just sat in on meetings. I didn't say anything. I just did take notes and whatnot. But like, like the, the friggin' the, the feedback and what people looked for from Hallmark and Lifetime and all these, like specifically what they looked for in these Christmas movies, like you said, they vomit Christmas. And like I could, I don't, despite the fact I worked at this company for just over a year, I don't think I could ever come up with an idea that would like fit in that. You know what I mean? Right. right. Sorry, I didn't mean to like. No, no, no. I, I, I hear you. It's, um, it's just yeah. It's a lot that I again reiterating this, but it's just a lot that I learned, um, behind the scenes and what to expect. Um. Yeah. Sorry, my cat's meowing at me. Um. <laughs> uh that's fair but that's awesome that you got representation and like at least the meetings episode but so have you have has your agent just been like cooking up at like zoom meetings essentially pretty much one- yeah so it would be like um like i'd get an email from her assistant and you know i have a meeting yeah, on this man. day at this time um and we just chat about you know it's kind of like it's kind of like a coffee date with people but just on zoom yeah <laughs> That's fair. That's awesome. <laughs> so have like have you been have you been showing like your agent everything you're writing or have you been trying to like like write stuff for yourself to begin uh, with? I mean, well sh- well how I okay, well <clears throat> I Sorry. showed them like um the piece I wrote, um which is what I originally I wrote for uh Jill Gollick's class. Um I it was like one of our last assignments before before we had that strike remember yeah i remember the original like yeah the original pilot yeah yeah so um and then we never got to actually write it because of thanks york thanks york (laughs) exactly um and so then i was just like okay um how he emailed me and he was like you should do this contest blah 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 and but then he's like peace i'm gonna go at tel aviv for a while (laughs) and then i was like okay thanks and then (laughs) i just took a week and wrote um just worked on the um the idea which is like basically like a serial killer novelist kind of story um 
and then so that's that's the piece that's that they were showing people for the for contest them. that Howie referred you to do they want like a final draft of the script do they want to outline? Yeah. okay yeah they did it made top 10 but i remember you remember that time at that time i i got in contact with you and i was like do you have howie's email like i need him to bring me a reference letter and you were like here's his email but good fucking luck because he's gone and all his emails bounce back (laughs) remember that yeah i remember well i'm gonna try anyways were you in touch with him yeah, the funny thing is, like, I emailed him, then it bounced immediately back. It's like, I'm in Tel Aviv, like, fuck off. <laughs> and then, like, within 10 minutes, he was like, hey, let me, like, give me, like, give me a day. And then he wrote me this beautiful letter. God bless yeah. him. That's great. I know. It was good to be one of his favorites. Right? But, yeah. Right. It was you and me, and I won't name a few others, but... We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave. I love that you guys know. Listening. <laughs> oh, he made it very obvious. He, and he didn't try to hide it at all. And I just want to say, Howie, I'm sorry. Quick side note, Howie, if you're listening to this, when we say fuck off, we're paraphrasing, obviously. You're very professional when you <laughs> talk to us. You're very nice with all your students. Like, I've never, I, I, I think I've only ever heard him drop an F bomb when, like, reading one of my scripts. So. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard Howie swear ever. No, same. Never, ever. I didn't <laughs> wow. need to swear. No. His, his eyes did it for him. Yeah. Remember, the, oh, my God. So, I know, but like, whenever I there was this one time, sorry, Moss, like I was always late, <laughs> and oh, yeah. there was this one time where I was like coming to York, and I was so late, and by so late I was maybe like fifteen minutes late. That I just went straight home. I was like, I cannot walk into this class because Aww. the look he'd give me would terrify me. It was just Oof. like it was like my dad. My dad was disappointed in me, you know. Yeah, and it was like we had like what ten people in that class. You couldn't sneak in. No, you can't, you can't do it. Like, how he, and how he called you out directly for being late. Like, every time. It didn't matter. Like, unless you gave him, like, a real good excuse, he was going to call you out in front of everyone. And be like, he would. He called me out a lot, but, like, lovingly. You know, he'd be like, oh, yeah. let me, you, uh, miss, you know, religious studies major. I'm like, okay, stop pointing out that I'm different. <laughs> and, like, he didn't mean any harm by it, but, yeah. Yeah. No, how I Oh yeah, we you should have just a podcast about like Howie. <laughs> yeah. we might, I'm to contact him try to have him on. If it, if <laughs> after listening to this, if he ever wants to come on the podcast, we'll have him on. <laughs> totally should. And then like you should do a little teaser of every time someone mentioned him. <laughs> like, oh my god! Ooh, yeah, we uh, there's a well, there's been a lot of Howie mentioned so far. So we, we already have a decent amount. We've had, He's We've had a decent author. amount of people from our screenwriting course on this. This is might as well just be the York University Film School podcast at this point. <laughs> We're like, I'm trying to find people who haven't gone to York to come on the podcast, but like everybody I know went to film school went to York. So, well, that's my I conundrum. Okay. I mean, um, we're 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 finding some people who 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 did other things, but yeah, it's it's pretty York centered. I think we've had we've had three guests who didn't go to York. I think. I th- well, one of the things I was going to say, too, is that um, Howie seems to be the one professor that no matter who's talking about, like, immediate, yeah, like what you said, like, he calls you out, but lovingly. Like, I've never heard of a teacher that does that, and yet everyone who has ever, like, everyone acknowledges it if they've been in Howie. They're like, but no, it's okay. Like, it's like, he's just calling out students, no. but it's like somehow he does it in a way that's actually, like, constructive and, and good. It's just like, that's that's really impressive to me. He's like, on the on the other coin of it, he's someone who was born to teach. Yes. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, he's 
he's great. He's actually the one who um, pushed me to, to get my transfer. Hmm. That's, That's great. awesome. Because of our class uh, uh, screenwriting fundamentals in 2015. Um, right. He, like, quick story. I was working at Winerec at the time on Young and Dundas Square. And he saw him, like, walk by. And he kind of popped his head in. And he's like, oh, let me. And he was, like, fully... He had some wine and we were kind of talking <laughs> and he had this binder full of all these scripts. And I was like, holy shit. It was like, so I think like the year had just finished. So it was all of our final right stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just went to watch this movie. Um, I forget what movie it was. It was with Channing Tatum. It was like, it's like some musical or something. Let's go back What's five it? years. <laughs> I was Magic Mike XL. Yeah, I don't know when that was. It was like um, fucking like Caesar, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he did his whole song and dance in that. So I don't know how I remembered that. But yeah, so it was Hail Caesar. And he was like, yeah, it was all right. He was just kind of marking while he was in the theater. And he just randomly just started asking me questions. Like, not like, not like bombarding me, but kind of. He was kind of like, so why do you want to be, what's your favorite TV show? And, you know, what do you want to do in, in your future and blah, blah, blah. And it felt like a little impromptu interview. I would get some wine in, and he's just there. Yeah, and he and it was just like, and I got to be telling like I was like, oh, I'm watching this show, you know, blah blah blah, all these things, and I guess I passed his test because then later on I got like um um like a message from York saying like, you know, you've 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 been accepted in the program, and they even mentioned his name, being like awesome. huh. he kind of like pushed me, so that's why I was always like, I can't be late anymore. Like this man is <laughs> putting all this stuff on. Like, I cannot. It's such a disrespectful thing, you know? That's a um, good story, too. How you saw my wine when you were working at Wine Rack. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot this existed, too. I was like, how do we want some wine? He's like, no, nah, I'll have a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> love him. I love how we've, I think I've had drinks with all of our teachers. With, with Amnon. I guess with Amnon. With Jill? I guess Jill came to Amnon's place. I don't think I've had a drink with Jill. I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to as well. Hmm. I mean I miss like I miss like I know like I'm out of school and it's like nice to be out of school but I also miss just like once a week coming together with like 10 people who are also like struggling to write scripts and mm-hmm. like talking about our issues and like even table table reading or like someone saying oh I'm having trouble with like like should this but this doesn't make sense in my script because of this and like we all try to give suggestions and like what mm-hmm. about you know what I mean I I miss that too and it was um it was interesting to go from a program where there was a right and a wrong answer like there was a textbook and you had you know you get to know this theorist and this and that and then come into a space where there isn't really an answer like it's you are battling your own um procrastination you're battling your own imagination you know um you will find an answer but it's not like you'll never find it in a textbook so exactly the dichotomy of that was just crazy to me. I, that's why I feel like just going back to what I've learned, I feel like I wouldn't, as much as it was so long, I don't think I would have changed um, like the direction I took. Um, Cause the discipline I learned as a humanities major, it was invaluable to me. Like the fact, I don't think I've ever asked for an extension until I was in film school. Cause I remember being terrified of my profs. They would, someone had to be dead for you to even ask for an extension on anything. Um, and I didn't remember being like, oh, like, can I just have like an extra day? And they're like, like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Like just hand it in when you can, you know, no marks deducted. 
and not to not to talk shit about film students but you guys are so lax like i mean i guess i'm also <laughs> yeah. a film student <laughs> like everyone was just so chill and everyone's like oh like there was this one time i remember we had like to hand in a treatment or something do you remember that treatment uh like, for for features feature yeah and it was like 60 pages and like max or something crazy like that oh, wow. and i remember joseph up at like six in the morning everybody was like oh i was i was right there too i was up all night because <laughs> i remember what fucked me up with that though just as a little defense for us <laughs> is that Usually, Howie was always like, it's double space. And I'm like, cool, I need it to be 20 pages. I'll write 10 pages single space. And then I'll space it. But this time, Howie was like, no, 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 no. One and a half spacing. And that fucked me up completely because I'm like, oh, I've written 50. I, I, I forget what page number we needed, but like, I wrote 15 page. I wrote like, a, like 10 pages single space. Like, this will be enough. And then it wasn't with one and a half space. <laughs> one and a fucking half and i was like shit i gotta like i gotta like pump like 10 more pages out of this somehow yeah, yeah i remember that i remember like i remember julian and i'm gonna out julian right now he was like because like i had to be like 12 font and julian was like i'll put 12.7 <laughs> 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 you know, I, I did that too i did 12.5 and i don't think he noticed <laughs> not. and like the whole time i was like these crackheads like these kids like don't even understand like you know like just like oh, i will work out and it's like no no man yeah. like <laughs> and i remember like everyone was all these texts from everybody in our group chat and i was like these kids are crazy i had finished mine ahead of time because i had that fear of deadlines since 2011 <laughs> that was really <laughs> smart <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, was, I was crazy i was like a kid who like my friends wouldn't want to hang out they'd be like oh let's go out and i'd be like oh i have an essay due on methodology of religion they're like when's it due and i'd be like in a month they're like, why are you writing it now? I'm like, because I am smart and I'm not going to leave it to the last minute when I have to like hand in a 16 page essay. Um, I was like that in my first, because like in my four years, in my first year, I was like, for the most part, real good at that shit. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was like, I generally don't know why. I remember when we had, when we had the strike in my first year in 2014 to 2015, because uh, we got like a month off school and then school kind of went back. And in that month, like we had been assigned our film art essay, which was like going to be the final assignment before the exam that was supposed to happen. And I remember, like, when I went home for that month, in like the first two weeks, like I finished the essay because I was home because I was home with my mom in Ottawa, and she's an English teacher, so I always get her to like edit my essays and help oh, me out. Lucky. Oh yeah, thank God bless my mother in, in that <laughs> regard. Miss Gladstone. Yeah, because <laughs> she, because yeah, after like all her English teaching, she was always really helping my essays. So she helped me like just like fucking get that essay done, and it was completely and it was like done like would wound up being like six weeks ahead of time because everything get kept getting pushed back. And then I remember talking with people when I when we went back after the strike, and everybody was like busting their ass to finish it within like the last forty eight hours. Mm. So yeah, I feel you to an extent, but then I then in fourth year I kind of fell into senioritis for like. But I, would have I don't hold that against you because, like, it's your last year. I didn't yeah. give a shit in this last year at all. Yeah, you feel me. Also, <laughs> I remember in my last year as well, because of the strike in fourth year, because my fucking degree was bookended book by two goddamn strikes. <laughs> That's York for you. Yeah, and at least, I remember in first year, at least the strike, it was, like, all Toronto University. So I could turn to all my friends going to Ryerson and U of T, and they'd be like, oh, this sucks. I feel you. We don't have school, blah, 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 blah. And then with, but then this last one, like in 2018 with York, it was just York. No one else went through this. Yep. Yeah, and it was the longest strike ever. 
I went yeah. through two Ontario strikes. Record. Wait, wait a second. There might have been three, but I can. I remember two. I went through two strikes at York. Yep. One yeah. Twenty fifteen, I think, or twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. That was my first year one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then twenty eighteen. And I just I hated it, and like even like, oh my god, it's just so it was just so annoying because I remember like, and then like the strike like varied depending on which like like people I knew who were doing like science degrees, nothing changed for them. People at Schulich, nothing changed for them. Like they were nothing just never like, happens in Schulich. No one goes there anyways. <laughs> Shout out I'm actually, to you. <laughs> I'm to next year. I'm trying to do my MBA. We're not gonna talk with the Glendon campus right now. Exactly. <laughs> and and then um and everybody in arts during the during the most recent strike, like yeah, like they're everything shut down for them. Yeah. Yeah. It was a time. Yeah, that 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 strike. <laughs> um both of the strikes it, it was uh i mean for the most part york is seemingly a hotbed of like their their student unions are i don't actually think asking all that much more than other student unions but they just seem <laughs> to have like really tense relationships with their with the people who they're supposed to do collective collective bargaining with so it always right. ends up like these standoffs and, I, and i'm not saying i'm obviously not gonna side with the york admin but um the, i remember there was times where like um i just remember just being so 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 frustrated just like so frustrated just with everything but you know that's yeah it's the way it is we weren't asking for much. Yeah, York, uh, York, yeah, York looks at what their uh, student, like the unions, are asking for, and just like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, much. You want you want a long strike? We'll do it. A, a lot of the things that I think that they, they were trying to bargain recent... for. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Moss. Um, many of the things that they were trying to bargain for in the most recent one, other universities have had, but the thing was is that they kind of wanted to make a really kind of department universal stuff too, which uh, York didn't want to commit to. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. And it just ended up making just a fun time where I stayed at home again, instead of going to school, it was, (laughs) which we paid for. So that's nice. I know. Right. We still paid for the whole year. You only got, you only got half of it, but you still paid for it. And then I remember, didn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the only reason the strike ended is because they just held off on doing any more negotiations until Premier Ford was elected? Because then he just made everyone go back to work. That I was the college strike. No, 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 never mind, never mind. That wasn't the college strike. No, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead, let me. I pushed it from my memory. I just remember, like, I was like, well, I handed in all my essays. I finished, I, and I just put my head in the sand. I didn't pay attention to what was going on. Yeah. I remember my convocation happened when the strike was still going on, but like, this is the convocation. I had signed up for the June convocation and my parents were like, yeah, we want, cause it's like, it's not for me. It was for my parents to like come watch me. Right. Well, I didn't and even like- get a convocation. So that's cute. Sorry. <laughs> Do I sound bitter? <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. Yeah. Whatever, man. They were like, Oh, you know, um, like, Oh, you know, eventually when everything's over with like, uh, you can have your convocation. I was like, when? When I'm 50? Like, <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Sucks. I am, yeah, fair. I just remember feeling, I was just going to say I felt better at mine because technically I hadn't graduated. 
because I hadn't like, I wasn't able at that time in June, I wasn't able to finish all my courses because some of my profs were still like refusing to like con- be in contact with us or mark last assignments or even tell us what our last assignments were. That's weird. Yeah, not, it wasn't like, it wasn't like uh, the film student stuff. It was like some like English courses I had on the side that were still like, I had to email the prof like a week later and be like, or like a week after that or two, like the strike ended or whatever. And she was like, okay, now it's due this time. You have to do this essay. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I think we should try to wrap it up because we're at like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Thank this you. has been lovely. No, this has been really fun. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Let me seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug in terms of like stuff you're working on or or gosh i wish i was working on anything complete right now i'm just like i'm not as cool as your other people who's like working on sets and stuff um uh don't sell yourself short (laughs) neither are we yeah like (laughs) i was just about to say (laughs) we we have a podcast and it ends there (laughs) i don't know sorry (laughs) (laughs) or you can just like edit me saying something cool in that moment i don't know um no but like thank you for coming on uh we'll have you on again sometime oh yeah yeah we can can talk genre sorry we can talk genre that'll be fun yeah if you want to do a top 10 or some type of genre oh my gosh we do a top 10 10 supernatural sorry sorry i was just gonna moss moss we just met we're on the same fucking wavelength i was just yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) i am there <laughs> yeah if you want to do a top 10 supernatural episodes i'm down you can make the top, you can make the top 10 and how we how we do it with our top 10 is that like whoever's making the top 10 sends us the 10 without telling us where the ranks are and uh, we watch the episodes and then when we come like record the podcast you start counting down from 10 to 1 and that's when we learn what is ranked at what we all talk about what we liked about it, each number what we didn't Oh my god, my eyes are watering. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this, this will happen for sure. Do that in New Year. This will Seriously. happen. Yeah, Guaranteed. give us the 10 episodes to watch and we'll do it. Okay. And like, did you listen to Julia? Because that's how we did it with Julia's uh, Universal Monster. I movie. did. Love Julia. I actually was just uh, her. And, oh, fuck. What day is this today? Okay, never mind. Uh, Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we heard I have, <laughs> I got so nervous. Um, So her and I have sort of agreed like every other Thursday, we'll show each other like the things that we've been writing and um like updates and stuff like that just to keep just to keep each other motivated hmm, that's a great um, idea yeah so it was two thursdays ago she her and i like zoomed and i helped her with her pitch deck and all that kind of stuff it was funny i i came and had like a book and i had like written notes like comprehensive notes on her whole thing and nice. she thought she found it helpful so that was nice that's good um, and so yeah i think this thursday we'll probably catch up on that that's good yeah that's awesome yeah i'm well, always excited to help like other people in our class right we do, i need to get we need to like make a writer's group or something we do i mean it's hard because everybody's like doing their own thing and everybody's schedules are all kind of wonky yeah. but it's kind of like how how we and amnon had our classes you know he'd put us in little groups and we'd all read each other's stuff and then we all like yeah. tell us tell each other what worked and what didn't um I've never experienced. I know we have to wrap up, but I've never experienced um, a class that we that was so supportive of each other, right? In each other's work, like maybe like you know, you write, you know, the very like uh, dark, dark comedy and like dark right. comedies, yeah, and like Julian's like a horror dude, and like I don't know really, I don't even know how I would I would describe myself, 
but um I guess like more like fantasy dramas drama stuff sci-fi stuff I like writing um Julia is also like a horror sci-fi girl um and so but somehow we all kind of come together it just worked like, yeah it works yeah even Jill, talk like to anybody when I was for literally six I don't know maybe about six years five years I didn't talk to anybody in my classes I would come in I do my I'd participate and I would go home <laughs> I agree the only time I talked to people in my classes was screenwriting like screenwriting yeah. and like some of the, like some of my like film studies courses as well but for the most part it was like it was just screenwriting with like any other electives I had it was like you said I went in there I did my stuff I left and I always felt like nervous because everybody you guys were already like a click when I came in right I was like <laughs> the new girl so I was always no, you like, joined oh. perfectly uh, it took me a while it took me like a year <laughs> it took me until like I just, yes, okay um but yeah thank you again for coming on to wrap this up all oh, zoom's gonna kick us off in like a yes. minute Oh, yeah. oh, uh, but thank you very much for coming on and thanks guys for listening um, quick thing for uh, listeners at home we're doing our next episode is going to be top 10 underrated Christmas specials so uh, specifically TV specials so um, you know stay tuned get excited it's Christmas time that's exciting that, that message right. was only for listeners at home apparently any listeners who are listening <laughs> yeah. in the car um, sorry that's not for you um, but <laughs> <laughs> automobile completely disregard yeah completely yeah. <laughs> uh, let me think just i want i want to also extend my thanks thank you so much for coming on you've been an, an excellent guest i think you should have your own podcast um like you've got a great voice oh. <laughs> um oh wow thank you i'm as you can tell i'm fighting a cold right now so but thank I you couldn't i tell. couldn't tell that you really? sound great seriously okay thanks guys and Moss, it was lovely to meet you and i'm super excited for the top 10 i'm gonna write that down Oh yeah. This, yeah. I'm I'm excited just thinking about it, honestly. I it's it's one of the shows that I, I haven't really been able to like express how much I like it yet. Like I watched it a lot in high school and none of my friends did, so I was just kinda anyway, so I'm not gonna get into it. We're, we're about to get kicked off of Zoom. No, but we'll, 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 we'll come back to that. Yes, yes. We'll get, we'll get there. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Okay. Thanks again for coming on. This is right. this has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye okay. bye. Bye guys. I Went to Film School is recorded in Toronto, Canada, and produced by Zach Gladstone and Anthony Moss. Mm-hmm.